Welcome to Episode 7 of the Faith to Influence Podcast. I'm Justin Janowski, your host. And today I'm also your guest. I wanted to jump on Thanksgiving week with you all and just share my heart and share some gratitude with you. Uh, One of the things that I really believe in is saying what we're grateful for out loud. There's so much power in either speaking what we're grateful for or writing what we're grateful for. And in today's episode, I want to share with you how my wife and I share our gratitude on a regular basis and give you a little bit of a an understanding of what we do for dates night each week. And it's a special night that we spend together. It's an evening dedicated to our relationship. And I'll give you a little bit of the structure of that, including our gratitude piece. And then I just want to share what I'm grateful for. And as I share, you might find that it uh, triggers some of the things that you're grateful for and gets your brain working and moving in terms of all that you have, in terms of appreciation, in terms of gratitude. Maybe you find yourself recognizing people who've been showing up for you big time this year. Maybe you'll find yourself recognizing the business success or financial successes that you've had. Maybe it'll be your health. Maybe it'll be your relationship with God. Maybe it's your team or your friends. There's obviously a number of other things that you might find yourself feeling grateful for. And then my encouragement to you, if you feel some of that, as I share, would be to write it down yourself or share it out loud yourself, either to yourself or to those people that you have gratitude for and to allow Thanksgiving, allow this week, allow this pause, this break in the hustle and bustle of our regular everyday lives to be an opportunity for you to find more peace, more love, more joy in the gratitude that you experience in your everyday life all the time and bring more of that into the present and the here and now. So I want to share that my wife and I have a tradition called Dates Night. And if you don't know this story, when we were dating, there was a time in which Kara said to me, you know, I I just feel like we're not doing enough, enough good things together. We're spending too much time watching TV and making out and (laughs) just like relaxing together. And what we really ought to be doing is something that helps us grow together, something that helps us grow closer to God. And she wasn't really sure what she wanted us to be doing. She just wanted to recognize that there was a higher standard for the way we were showing up in our relationship. There was a higher standard that we could have for how we were spending our time together. And so I don't know what she expected I would do when she issued that challenge to me one evening. I, however, was madly in love and needed to act on this. And I I felt her calling me to step up as a man, and I was really excited to do that. And so I remember driving home thinking about how could we incorporate more goodness into our relationship? How could we incorporate more goodness into our time together? And I started thinking of some of the things that we could do. I was thinking, well, maybe we could pray together more. And maybe we could read together or learn together. Maybe we could uh, meditate together. Maybe we could find other good conversation to have around our goals, around the things that were important to us that would be encouraging and uplifting and empowering to each other. And that would help us grow closest to closer to each other, closer to God, and closer to who God created us to be ultimately. 
And so I, I had a lot of ideas swirling through my mind as I drove home that night. And so when I got home, I sat in my car in my parking lot. And back then I had a Toyota Corolla. It was the first new car I had. I'd been driving it for about 10 years, had 180,000 miles on that thing. And I loved it. It was a great, great car for me. Now, of course, sitting in my car is something I do regularly because I've got a Tesla Model 3 that God's blessed me with. It's one of the things I'm grateful for. And it's like the one materialistic thing I really wanted the last five years. The only dream car I've ever had in my life was a Tesla. The, the only real flashy material thing I wanted was that. And it was uh, really exciting to pick that up this summer. And in my Tesla, I love sitting in there and just hanging out, but it was unusual for me in the Toyota Corolla to just sit in the driveway and spend an hour or two hours in my car. I felt though that when I got home, I wasn't ready to go inside. My mind was working too fast on ideas of how we could work in our relationship together. And I was writing things down and I was trying to come up with uh, a structure and I ultimately spent a couple of hours. I didn't go in, in the house, I think, till after midnight that night. And when I did go in, I finally felt like ready. And I felt really excited to share this idea with Kara. And so the idea came with an acronym that I created for it. And the acronym is Dates Night. So this is different than a date night. It's dates with an S at the end. And what it stands for is devotion, affirmation, thoughtfulness, entertainment, and stories. This is dates night. D for devotion, A for affirmation, T for thoughtfulness, E for entertainment, and S for stories. And in dates night, what we would do is it doesn't necessarily always follow this exact structure of the, the letters, the way they come out here. Uh, that's just the acronym that encompasses it all. But for us, devotion means prayer. And when we were dating and we incorporated dates night, I remember saying to Kara, hey, I've got an idea for a fun structure for a night that could be all about you and me, all about our relationship, all about growing together that I would like to propose that we do each week. And I want to just lead you through it a couple of times and see if you're open to receiving me in that. And then if it feels good, we'll keep doing it. And she, of course, loved that. By the way, men, most women are going to love when you lead. Most faithful women would want nothing more than for their husband to step up and lead them and lead the family and lead themselves and create a structure like this and also be thoughtful enough to care to create a structure like this. And so if you don't do stuff like this with your spouse and I share this idea with you and it impacts you and moves you in some way, I would encourage you to say, step out and do it. And you might find that your partner, even if she's skeptical at first, men, receives this really well. And that over time, she's going to respect you more and love you more and, and just fall into you more as you show up for her this way. Of course, women, you can naturally bring the structure to your men and you can either share this episode with them and maybe they'll listen in and say, okay, this sounds interesting. Uh, maybe some of them will be skeptical of me at first and say, oh man, look what you did. You made this new structure for us. However, what I know to be true is that both of you will benefit when you engage in this sort of thing. Um, so the D again, 
means devotion. We weren't living together when we were implementing this structure. Uh, We never lived together before we got married, actually. So we would, as we were dating, go to each other's house on Wednesday nights, and we'd switch off who was hosting dates night. And the host, we'd have cook dinner, and the other would come over to their house and, and have dinner together. And then we would pray. Uh, before dinner. So that's where the devotion really started was just opening in prayer and praying specifically for our relationship. So we all pray, probably, I, I shouldn't say that, I guess a lot of people don't pray. Many people pray about certain things and they get in a pattern of certain kinds of prayer. I think many of the people who do pray regularly don't pray regularly for their relationship, for their marriage. And some of you might be listening to this and you're single, so great. I'm going to give you an idea that you can engage in later on. Others, you might be listening to this and you're dating, and great. If you're dating, pray for your future marriage. If you're single, you might want to pray for your future marriage or your future spouse, even before you've met them. When you're married, though, there's so much power in praying over the marriage and saying, God, I just want to pray for this marriage. I want to pray that you bring us close together. I want to pray that you bring us to a place of kindness and love and joy and peace with one another. God, I want to pray that you empower us each to help the other become exactly who they were created to be. God, I want to pray that we remember that this marriage is about all three of us. Neither one of us on our own can can make this work. With you, though, we can make anything work. And so help us remember the important strand, the third strand that's yours in this marriage. And God, I just pray that you help us to grow in our love for one another, grow in our capacity to receive each other with patience and empathy. And I just want to pray for so many good things to come from this relationship, God, for us to be a reflection of your love through the way that we love each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Something like that. So as you can imagine, as we speak this kind of prayer into each other every single week, there's so much power in that. There's so much strength in the words. You know, if a non-Christian was listening to this, you might consider that saying the exact same thing would actually impact you in a positive way because there's something to be said about the affirmation of those kinds of words. And of course, what we know in our hearts as true is that when we pray, when we come together and pray together for this, that God, of course, is going to work in and through us and for us. And so that's how we'll open up. That's D for devotion. A is for affirmation. And for us, what we would typically do after prayer, sometimes we'll do like a short meditation. We'll meditate for one minute or two minutes where we'll just close our eyes and breathe and presence our thoughts. And if you haven't done meditation or if you're a Christian listening to this and the idea of meditation triggers you, I'd invite you to consider that Jesus meditated. He spent time in silence and prayer, and that's all meditation really is. It's a clearing out of all the noise. If you've never meditated before, you might try it right now. All you actually have to do, and you can go ahead and pause this episode after I share the directions, and you can come right back to it, and you could just try it for 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes, and you might experience value in this. And so all meditation really is, is sitting with your a posture that has integrity with your spine and closing your eyes and breathing. 
And the simplest form of meditation is to just focus all of your attention on your breath, which removes, of course, your focus on all the other things. And so if you were to close your eyes, you could breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth and just focus on the air coming into your nose and into your body and focus on the exhale, pushing all the air out of your body. And what our cells really need more than anything else is oxygen. In fact, you can make it a lot longer without water or without food than you can make it without oxygen. So breathing is really, really important. And when we breathe deeply and we get as much, much oxygen as possible to our cells and our body and our brain, we'll find that we have more energy. We have more capacity for focus. It actually shifts how we feel. So there's a lot of goodness in that. And just closing our eyes and taking a break from looking at the screens. In today's world, we look at our cell phone or our computer or our television set so often that we rarely, for most of us, pause enough to create space for God. And I think that's part of what meditation is. It's just pausing, letting go of everything else for a few minutes. And so in that simplest form of just closing your eyes, sitting with your back straight, and breathing in and out and focusing on that, you'll probably find that if you do that for a minute or two minutes or three minutes, you feel really good. And for some of you, you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'm a meditation savant. I'm an expert. One, two, three minutes. What are you talking about? Well, then great. You can do it for five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour. I've got a friend who meditates for like five to eight hours a day, multiple days in a row on meditation retreats and you know, does that a couple of times a year. So I understand people are listening to this from all different kinds of perspective. As a Christian though, you might consider that when you're going to meditate, you want to pray on something. Ask God a question. Most of us, if, if you're getting good at connecting with God, it may be true that you're good at talking to God and asking God. Uh, four things in your life, what I know I have an opportunity to get better at, and probably some of you do too, is listening to God. And so meditation can, can create the space for you to listen to God in a whole new way. So you might want to engage in that. Just say, hey, God, I've got this big decision. Help me find the answer to this. And then just breathe and close your eyes and listen. And maybe you'll receive something then and there. Maybe you won't ultimately you have nothing to lose and I think something to gain. So as part of the devotion, we, we may pray and then we may meditate, which also just brings us into the here and now. If you close your eyes for a minute and then open your eyes, you might find that your presence feels a little bit different. And then A for us is about affirmation. And affirmation, in the way that we play this out is we share our gratitude with each other. And so this is what I'm going to do on the episode of the podcast that we're in right now in just a few minutes after I share the rest of dates night is I'm just going to share how I would share my gratitude with my wife. But ultimately, the short version of it is that we take turns just saying everything out loud that we're really grateful for. Oftentimes, we are referencing events and people and things that took place over the course of the last week since our last dates night. We're bringing that into light and sharing about that. And we also might just share in general things that we're grateful for in our life. And there's so much value in that. So I'll get back to that one in a little bit. T is for thoughtfulness. So thoughtfulness might, might be having an important conversation that you need to have. 
It might be sharing feedback with one another. For us, oftentimes it's talking about our goals and we each know what the other one's working towards. We do quarterly and annual planning meetings together, which is really special and important and allows us to be really connected in each other's visions for what's really important in our lives, in all areas, in our, our walk with God, in our relationship with each other, in our relationship as, as parents now, in our uh, our personal development, in our businesses or our jobs, in our finances, in what ways, our health, in what ways do we want to grow? And if you're listening to this and you don't know the answer to the things that your spouse is after and the ways in which they want to grow, then this might be a nice structure for you as well to have that time for thoughtfulness where you can check in on and each just have opportunity to share for a few minutes how you're doing in the pursuit of your goals over the last week. And then to support and encourage each other and just have empathy for each other. Usually it's better to simply receive the other person when they're sharing about their goals and be fully present to receiving them and just thank them for sharing than it is to actually coach, especially in the relationship uh, with our spouses. Oftentimes men especially really want to coach and lead and provide the answers. And that might not be the right leadership for this kind of evening together. It may be that all your wives need men is for you to fully listen, for you to fully engage, for you to care enough to ask the next curious question or to ask them why that's important. And then to just offer words of encouragement and support rather than challenge in this. And you know your relationship better than I do. That's what works for us though. And my wife does challenge me when I need it. Uh, and, and she does it in the right way. So there's an element of that that I think is important too. E is entertainment. We actually do that last. So typically after the thoughtfulness, we're moving into stories. And this is where we will either do one of two things that we've done over the last three, four years since we've been doing this. And one of those things is that we'll read out loud together. So we'll take a book that we want to read and we'll just take turns reading a few pages or reading a chapter out loud and the other person listening and we just go through the book together. And then we can talk about what we're what we're reading, depending on what it is. So we've done this in fun ways with fictional books, where we right now are in the middle of Harry Potter 4. My wife's never read the series. They're my favorite uh, fictional books of all time. So we're reading them together. And we've read the first three out loud together, the first three and a half now. And we also read The Hobbit out loud, which is really fun. We've also done this with relationship books. And we've done this with uh, faith-based books. So we, and, and just inspirational books. So we read out loud uh, The Meaning of Marriage. And we read out loud The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work. And the other thing that we have sometimes done, rather than read out loud, and we read out loud The Five Love Languages, by the way, which is a great book too. And we've also done it in such a way that sometimes we'll each buy the same book. We'll read the book on our own time, a chapter or two a week, and then we'll just come together and discuss the book. And so that's what we did with You and Me Forever, one of the most impactful books I've ever read, another one on marriage. That's what we did for Man's Search for Meaning, which is by Viktor Frankl, also an exceptional book. I could go on and on about all these books, but I won't. Um, we did that for Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, my favorite book on, on Christianity. 
And so we've actually read a lot of books together simply by having dates night. I've probably left a couple out, but those are a handful of the ones that we've really enjoyed over the last few years. So that's an important part of the evening for us. And then we move into entertainment and we finish up by playing a game that we like or watching a show or doing something else special like that, that just allows us to have fun together. Uh, More often than watching a show on dates night, we do like to keep the TV off. We like to light some candles now and, and play cribbage is what we've been playing recently. Or we used to play rivals for Catan. It's a two player version of Southers of Catan, or we played ticket to ride for a long time. And, and we've just really had a lot of fun playing games together and getting away from technology for a little bit. So that is dates night, devotion, affirmation, thoughtfulness, entertainment, and stories in whatever order you want. You could make it your own. You could include yoga, or you could work out together, or you could take a walk, or you could do a number of different things in dates night. Maybe you'd write write want to each write a poem for each other, if that's uh, if that's your thing. You could develop your structure, but what I would encourage you to do is consider having one night a week, one evening a week, either get a babysitter or if you don't have kids, just like, you know, get out of the house or cook for each other and have one night that's dedicated to you and your relationship and the development of your relationship. That's dates night for us. I would love it if you engage in this. It takes a little bit of courage. It takes a lot of commitment to schedule this, make it a recurring event and show up for it every single week. And it's also worth it. So what I want to do is get back into that affirmation piece and share gratitude in a way that I might share on dates night and probably just share with you what I'm grateful for most this year, as I likely will share with my wife in a a dates night in the next few weeks. And hopefully, like I said before, it encourages you. It helps remind you of some of the things that you're grateful for. And it's just a valuable uh, lesson in receiving gratitude. I think when we hear other people share appreciation and gratitude, we feel more of it too. You hear about somebody being happy or joyful or having a cool experience, you might feel some of it too. So that's my desire for you here. So to transition, let me begin to start to share some of the things I'm grateful for. The things I'm most thankful for in 2019 is the way my relationship has grown with God. I feel more connected this year than I ever have before. I have read through the whole New Testament in 2019 for the first time in my life. And man, it felt amazing to just soak in the words of Jesus and the story of Jesus and the gospel and the gifts we've been given in reading that whole story through this year. And have been spending an hour most mornings with God recently and I want to say that I'm also really grateful for Daniel Rivera, who at our one of our recent retreats quoted Martin Luther saying that if you don't have an hour a day for God, you need two, which has really inspired me to create a morning routine with God and centered around God and taking that time together. And that's been really special. And I just feel like more connected. I feel like I'm able to listen to God at a higher level now than I was in the past. I feel like I'm walking with him on a more regular basis, just being in prayer for what's going well and praising God more consistently this year than ever before. And also just requesting, also asking him questions, asking for support, telling him what I need, and just having that that open communication throughout the day. And one of the things that 
I think is really important. And one of the values of faith to influence in our business is not knowing all the answers, understanding that even as, as leaders, we certainly know very little in terms of all there is to know. And so when we're in the middle of a meeting or we're in the middle of a retreat or I'm in the middle of a coaching call and something comes up that I don't know the answer to, I've learned to just say, I don't know. Could we pray about this? And to just stop and pause wherever we are and begin to pray and just consult God on it. And I found that he will most often deliver us the answers that we need because he knows everything. I also want to say that this year, man, I'm so thankful for my wife, Kara. I'm so grateful for all that she does. As we speak, she is a mother of a one-year-old and she's carrying number two in her belly right now. So we've got a little girl, Grace, at home and we've got a boy due March 28th. And Kara's just been amazing in this pregnancy. She's been amazing as a mom to little Grace in this first year. She takes such good care of us. I'm so grateful that she does so much cleaning around the house. And, and that's one of the things that's always been hard for me in my life and has been a challenge and a struggle. And she just she's done my laundry every single time since we've been married. Every single time laundry was up, she just does it. That's just a task that she took that I had so much hard time with. You know, and, and we were talking the other day and she was doing something around the house and just sharing, like, man, we're such a good team. I like to cook, she cleans. And she, of course, cooks too and, and, and engages in some of that as well. But but we find ways to really support and uplift each other. And one of the things that she does that makes me feel so much lighter is just clean and take care of the house and take care of us that way and keep our clothes clean and taken care of, which might sound, as I'm sharing it, as something small. To me, it's not small at all. To me, it's huge. And she does that around being a psychology teacher at the Air Force Academy, around being a mom, around having a Bible study and an active social calendar. And she just does so much. And I'm so proud of her and so grateful for all that she does. I'm also really grateful for all the fun that we have. You know, we, we've been married. It's going to be three years on December 10th. And we still play games all the time. The one that we're on right now is cribbage. We've been playing cribbage pretty nonstop this year. And before that, it was a number of other different games. And I kind of mentioned that earlier, but I'm just so grateful that I'm married to someone who I can play with and have fun with. And we go to arcades occasionally and we catch movies and we have so much fun going out to eat. And we usually are the couple at a restaurant or at a coffee shop that brings out cribbage or brings out whatever game we happen to be playing at that time. And and we just play it at the table and we move our food over and we create space for the game. And People are always walking by and asking what we're doing, and it's it's just so fun that she's willing to do that. And I'm also grateful for how inviting and welcoming she is. She is just she's got this great heart to love people and serve people. And you know, we've had friends over for Christmas in years past. We've had friends over for Thanksgiving in years past. We welcome people to stay at our house when they're running through town or going through a hard time. And she's just been so inviting, so welcoming. I love throwing parties with her. I love just opening our home with her. And I'm just so, so proud to introduce people to my wife because she's amazing. She's so kind. She's so loving. She's so generous. 
She's so incredibly smart. I mean, she teaches psychology to college freshmen and has the courage to do that and does it really well. And she's a former teacher of the year at the Air Force Academy. And she's amazing. I, I really hit the jet with her. And I'm so, so grateful for everything that she's done since we've known each other, everything that she's been her whole life, for the journey that God's taken her on, and that she said yes to being with me. And beyond that, I want to share that you know, this year was, this last 12 months was challenging. It was last November 15th that I quit my job. And I, a couple weeks later, in the first week of December, started Faith to Influence on December 3rd. So we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. And over the course of that year, she's been so supportive of me. And she's asked me good questions. And she's heard my heart when I've been feeling really good. And man, there have been a lot of highs. She's also received me in my heart, though, when I've been feeling really anxious or scared or nervous about, is this going to work? And how's this going to go? And can I really do this? She's really supported me and uplifted me in those vulnerable moments and celebrated me in, in, in the good ones and been willing to risk it all with me. You know, she supported me quitting my job and starting this business, knowing that at the time she didn't have a job and we had a baby at home and it was a total risk. And she had to have a lot of faith in me and in the business to support that. And she did. So it says a lot about her courage. It says a lot about her faith in me, her faith in God. And I just love the way that she's called me to higher faith with God since I've known her. You know, just little comments here and there that made me want to lead more. And so I'm just, I could go on and on and on about Kara and how amazing she is. But more than anything, this Thanksgiving, I'm so grateful for my wife. And I am also grateful for the third member of our family, which is little baby Grace. If you've met Grace, you know that she is the happiest, easiest, most fun little baby. That doesn't mean that she never cries or never whines or anything else, but she's one years old, one year and a couple of months, and she is just a ball of joy. She is always smiling and laughing. We were just talking about it today that when somebody starts laughing around her, she starts cracking up because she doesn't want to miss the moment. She doesn't want to miss the joy. She just wants to be a part of it. So if we're talking about something and we're laughing, then she all of a sudden bursts out and goes, ha, 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 and just joins the laugh and makes it more fun and makes it more uh, contagious for all of us. You know, ultimately, if we start laughing about something and she starts laughing and sometimes it feels like kind of a fake laugh, like she's just trying to join the party, what it results in is deeper, stronger, real laughs from us. And that leads to more laughter from her. And man, that's such a gift. And she just always smiles at us so big. And she's saying some words now, her first words that she likes to say are dada and mama. And lately her favorite word is ball. And she likes to play catch kind of. It's more her handing the ball to me and then me tossing it back and then her putting it right in my hand. But she's learning how to throw it now a little bit. She likes to say cheese and she can say uh-oh and ah-choo among other things. And she's just so, so much fun. And she's a great sleeper. 
which I know is crazy. And, and some of the parents listening to this might feel jealous of this, but Grace goes to sleep between 6 and 7 p.m. basically every night and sleeps until 6 or 7 a.m. without waking up in the middle of the night basically every night. And I think that a big part of that is just nature and God, you know, gave us a, a baby who was capable of that and we're super blessed. I will also say that we read Brain Rules for Baby and it talked a little bit about how to sleep train a baby. And so we we took action on that and I'd highly recommend that book. I also could share more about that if you have a message specifically about how to sleep train your infant at home, your baby then shoot a message over to support at faith2influence.com. In fact, if you have a question about anything we talk about the podcast or anything about Faith to Influence, you can email support at faith2influence.com. Right now, uh, Karina is the one who's monitoring that email most often. And if it's an email that has a question specifically for me, I know she will forward that over to me. And I'm also super grateful for uh, Grace's daycare. Grace has an amazing daycare. You know, Kara got asked if she would come back and do a one-year contract uh, with the academy and teach psychology again. And that was a blessing this year that we weren't expecting that I'm super grateful for. And when we made the move, like that was a hard decision for us to have her go back to work after being home with Grace for the first several months of her life. And ultimately, we felt good about doing it because we found an amazing, amazing daycare in Colorado called... Once upon a child care. And I just have to say, the ladies there who take care of Grace and all the other kids are total heroes and doing an amazing job. And they do the most amazing projects and feed her really great food and send us pictures almost every single day of what she's doing. And it's been really, really wonderful to be able to trust that she's in a great place, having a great experience, and having experiences that truthfully, we probably couldn't create for her at home. So that has been far beyond what we expected it to be. And I'm really grateful for a baby brother coming in March. Man, we we always knew that we wanted to have a boy and a girl. And we'll see if we stop at two or if we want to have three kids or four kids. We'll kind of see what God has in mind as well, naturally. I do know that we both really wanted to have at some point a boy and a girl. And be able to have the experience of being parents to both. And man, it was it was so exciting to find out that a little boy's coming. And I'm grateful to Kara for all the work that she has to do. As we know, guys, our job in, in pregnancy and having a baby is a lot easier. So thankful again for my wife just bearing that load for the family and helping us grow from three to four later in 2020. I'm also naturally super, super grateful for Faith to Influence and the business. I was really nervous last year. You know, it's interesting to think that last year at this time, I was in the process of getting our LLC set up and I was in the process of setting up our business checking account and getting ourselves in a position to be a business and to take our first payment uh, through Stripe and and lining up all the logistical details and and just not knowing what was going to happen next. And I'm so, so grateful that God helped Kara and I have the courage to say yes to this vision and to start this business, even though we knew it would be hard and we knew it would be scary. And ultimately, like, I'm really grateful to Andrew Mortensen, who was our first client. 
and paid in full for the year for uh, the mastermind program before we even had the details fully worked out. He just said, I know I want to do this. And that really encouraged me. And I'm, I'm grateful to the eight men who came to our first ever retreat and said, I'm going to be first and I'm going to trust you and I want to be a part of this. Uh, so that was Andrew Mortensen. It was Dave Stafford. It was Brian, uh, Brian Herbst. It was David Lee, who also had a conversation with me. That was one of the reasons why I decided it was time to start to faith, start faith to influence was David Lee's encouragement and his truth that he shared with me. We also at that first event had Mr. Joe Fay, who was the first person I didn't know to come to a Faith to Influence event. Somebody from LinkedIn who saw what we were doing and said, that sounds really cool and interesting and I want to learn more. So I'm grateful to him. Mike Lanzetta, who's been a huge champion for our business and has come back to multiple retreats and been a great referral partner all year. And uh, Daniel Rivera, who was at that first retreat as a client and then uh, became the first employee of our company uh, as a salesperson. And that that was a huge blessing. I'm, I'm so, so, so grateful that Daniel came to that first retreat and then came to the second retreat and then said that he could see himself working for us and decided to follow through on that vision. And then Jeremy Byram, uh, a good close friend of mine here in Colorado who came to that event as well. And, and those eight men really launched this business. So, that being said, I'm, I'm also, of course, grateful to Mr. David Gonzalez. David joined our team right away. He was one of the first things that happened when Faith to Influence started. David Gonzalez was a client at my former company, and I knew he had a hobby of doing photos and videos, and, and he was really good at it. And I said, David, would you come to the first retreat for free in exchange for helping us create some photo and video assets. And when I asked him if he would do that, I didn't know what he was going to say. He said, absolutely. And I want to help you with your website. I want to help you with your logo. I'll help you with your manuals and your structures and your technology. And I'll do this and this and this and this. And I said, wow, that's amazing. David, I can't pay you for that. You know, we're just getting started. I don't even know if this is going to provide for my own family yet. I need to make sure I can do that before I pay anyone else. He said, that's okay. I'm bored and I just want to do something that means something. I want to do something meaningful. I want to work with and lead Christian men in a powerful way. And he was willing to work for free. And fortunately, it was only a few months before we were able to start paying him. God blessed the business with a lot of revenue early on. And thank God for David Gonzalez. Man, if he hadn't joined the team, it would have been so much harder. And it wouldn't have been the same at all. He did the slideshow for our first event. I really feel like he took an idea and helped us turn it into a business and do it in a way that created a lot of credibility and made us look good and helped us with our marketing. And man, he has been one of the greatest blessings of 2019 and the, the first person on our team uh, before even Daniel. And I'm also grateful to, uh, I mentioned Daniel briefly, but man, I'm grateful for all the work Daniel's done. Daniel has been the perfect client, and he has also been an absolutely exceptional leader to our clients, and he's been a great salesperson, and he's helped us close deals. He's helped us leverage time in this business, and his ability to close deals and get people to our retreat and help people join the mastermind and help us find the right men for this community 
has freed up my time to do things like create this podcast. If it weren't for Daniel doing the work that he's doing and Gonzo doing the work that he's doing, we call David Gonzalez Gonzo, then it would be impossible for me to have time to do things like this podcast. I'm able to do this podcast and give this gift to people and and share uh, with so many wonderful guests, great stories, and bring them to you because of the work of my team. And that also includes Karina Byram. Karina is one of mine and my wife's best friends in Colorado and has been for years now. And she was one of the first fans when we started Faith to Influence. She was the gal wearing her hat around on social media. We gave her a Faith to Influence hat and she just wore it everywhere. It was in the pictures. When I first, I remember when I first told her we were starting the business, how she responded, how excited she was, how much she believed in this and thought it was such good, important work. And this was well before we ever thought we were going to work together. She was just a supportive friend who had a lot of love for me and for what we're doing. And her belief in me meant so much to me. Her response to the idea that we were starting this, one of the first people I told, made me just lift up and feel amazing. So thank you, Karina. And then we have Mr. Reagan McCoy. And and by the way, Karina, man, she does so much good work to make our business run smoothly. She handles a lot of the financial operations. She handles... Uh, a lot of the client interaction. She handles the emails. So if you're listening to this podcast episode because you received an email about it, that's Karina's work. She's doing incredible work to help us run smoothly, to keep us organized, to take care of our clients, to keep everyone on track, and to really just lead this business forward. So thank you, Karina. And then finally, Mr. Reagan McCoy. And Reagan was brought on as an intern, an unpaid internship, a local 19-year-old kid in Colorado Springs. We didn't know what to expect. And Reagan has far exceeded our expectations. He's worked really hard. He's helped us create a lot of our digital programs. He helps us edit many of these uh, podcast episodes. He helped us create our membership site online where people can pay you know, about $50 a month and receive some ongoing content from us and engagement and a private Facebook group and some Q&A every week. And he he created that. And he spent hours and hours, I think he spent over 80 hours studying and working to prepare to create things like that for us. We've got a, a digital sales course coming out for coaches specifically to help them sell their coaching packages. It, we're really good at selling coaching packages anywhere from $1,000 to $60,000 annually is what I've sold in my career uh, pretty consistently with my former company and what I'm doing right now and some of the clients that have hired us. And we've had a lot of success with that. You know, God's blessed us with bookings of over $330,000 uh, so far in less than a year open for business. And we're bringing this digital sales course to other coaches to help them grow their business. And Reagan's the one who designed the course. Reagan's the one who filmed the course. Reagan's the one who edited the course. He's the one who's going to bring it to life in a way that allows us to package it and share it with others. What a gift. What an amazing thing for a 19-year-old to be doing. And beyond our team, of, of, of course, super, super grateful for our clients. I mentioned the eight men who were willing to go first, nine if you count Gonzo, who came out to that first retreat and what a, an uplifting experience that was to me. I remember at the end of that weekend, just bawling, bawling my eyes out, just being emotionally spent 
from the three months of preparation for that event, from quitting my job, from you know risking it all in some ways for my family and not knowing what was going to happen and, and the way those men responded and showed up and created this community and the, the revenue that was created from that event that just encouraged me and said to my, my heart and my mind that we could do this was so overwhelming, so incredible that I just, I cried and cried like I hadn't in who knows how long. And man, it felt good. I want to thank though all of our other clients. I'm so grateful for the clients who have been to all of our retreats this year. We have had an incredible group of men come out and join us in retreat in 2019 in our first year in business. And for every single one of these guys, the reality is they took a risk on us. They trusted us. They were willing to go all in on us. And that's a scary, bold, crazy thing to do. And man, I thank you men so much. So I, I don't know, just say their names briefly. You know, Joe Schulteis, you've been such a leader to this community. You've been such a leader in the way that you father, a leader in your marriage, a leader in your energy. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Justin Miller, thank you so much. Justin's helped us with a lot of our marketing and funnels and has been incredible. Josh Schimmel, you have one of the best hearts I know. Thank you, Josh, for being who you are. Pressy Martinez, thank you so much. I love working with you. Matt Warren. And from our third retreat, Mr. Edward E.T.E. Mendez, one of the most energized guys you'll ever meet. Darren Gardner, Justin Ford, Jacob Kinnamore, Ricky Garza, Ryan Danaher. These guys have infused so much energy, this collection of guys. A lot of them know each other in our community. Luke Maseko, Danny Byram, Karina's dad, who just humbled himself to come to this retreat and brought so much wisdom and so much love to the community through his retreat experience with us. Jeremy Belter. Mike Lanzetta came back, of course, uh, him and him and Daniel and David Lee have just been the guys who just want to come back over and over. I love that. Gabe Cohen, you've had so much courage with us. <clears throat> and then more recently, we just held our retreat in November and we had Albert Pellisier there. We had Eric Culliff there, a longtime friend of mine, Vernon Williams, a longtime friend, Lori, uh, excuse me, Larry Lorbecki, Anthony Mincer. Santiago Hinosa, super courageous young man, Jason Bailey, Zach Jenkins, David Scoggins, Brandon Todd. Brandon, I love you, man. I love you all. I just want to thank all you guys for being with us. By the way, I'm at my good friend Brian Hines' house in Chicago right now, one of the things I'm grateful for. And <clears throat> I have to say that uh, in the background right now, there is noise there are things going on here at the house and Grace, I know, is crawling around and screeching and people are coming downstairs to cook some food and talk and man, I'm so, so grateful to be here. So if you hear any of that background noise, just know that it's, it's joy <laughs> more than anything else and I'm, I'm excited to get back to the community that we have here, but wanted to step away and, and just share all this with you, with you guys. So... <clears throat> Beyond that, we've had a few other clients that we've worked with in different ways this year, and and you know who you are, and I just I love y'all. Thank you so much for working with us in our first year. We've got our final event of 2019 coming up next week, actually. Our final three-day retreat of the year of our first year, 
And I'm super excited to get the opportunity to work with Brian Hurlman and Sebastian Michelwich and Jim Lewis and Buddy Boyd and Zach Miller and Patrick Moore and Mark Kong and David Seitzer. I'm, I'm so, so looking forward to working with you all next week and serving you. So thank you too. And beyond all that, um, you know, man, we, we did some things this year I never expected. Not only the revenue, but <clears throat> I never expected to start a podcast, to be honest with you. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to do that and push to do that. I'm grateful for our, our clients who hired us to sell for them this year. Uh, Pete Vargas and Ray Edwards and Anna Powers. I'm grateful for Doug Pugh, who's been a great leader to me this year. I'm grateful for the support of my pastor at my church, who always answers my emails about, about the word and what I'm reading and how I'm getting lost in it or confused or I'm uncertain. Uh, so Pastor Glenn Packiam, man, he's... He's such a great leader. I'm so appreciative for him. Jim Cole and Martha Cole, who did Karen Mides, uh, our, our premarital counseling. They've been a great support and leader to us. And so many other people. Naturally, my mom and dad, who have been incredible my whole life. I'm so grateful for them and the way they raised me and the sacrifices they made for me. And being a, a dad now, I can say, you know, I'm grateful for them keeping me alive and keeping me fed and wiping my butt and all those things and teaching me so many good life lessons and just supporting me and being there for me. I'm grateful for my, my siblings. I've got the most amazing brothers and sister, <clears throat> Linnea, Rich, and Jordan. I love you guys so much. Thank you for all that you've meant to me. Thank you for all of the game nights and the movie nights and the sports and the fun and and the laughs, I just, I, I really love the adventures that we've had together in our lives. I'm grateful for all of my friends. I have such a great, incredible friend group. This last Saturday, we had Friendsgiving at one of our friends' house. And it was so cool to just have our community here in Colorado Springs come together and, and pray together and laugh together and eat some really good food and, and just enjoy each other's company. And I mentioned that I'm, I'm at Brian Hines' house and we're in Chicago and he's got this beautiful, amazing, amazing house. They've got an indoor basketball court and they've got a pool and a hot tub and just an amazing, amazing place to hang out. I'm just seeing all the abundance. I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that they welcomed us, my wife, my baby and myself, that they invited the three of us here and, and put us up for a few days. And I'm so looking forward to heading up to Milwaukee Friday through Sunday and spending the time with my sister and her family and grateful for all that. And I also just want to share that for me, I, when I feel grateful for something, I'm really like, I feel grateful for the things that we often take for advantage or excuse me, take for granted or take advantage of. I'm so grateful that I can breathe. I'm so grateful that my brain works. I'm so grateful that my body works. I got the use of my legs and my arms. I'm grateful that I can hear and that I can talk. And that I can feel and I can smell and all the senses. I'm grateful for the fact that I was born in the United States of America, an amazing country where I'm free and I've got great opportunities. And I can create a business like this. I'm grateful for the time that I was born in. And this time, a business like mine can be run with all the technology. We can connect with people from across the world. And it's so easy to do that. I'm grateful for that. And I'm just, I'm just full of gratitude for all that I've been given. I've been given so much more than I could have ever deserved or ever earned. And it's just grace. 
And I know if you're listening to this, you probably can recognize the same thing being true for you. Now, we all have a different collection of experiences and opportunities, and we have different income levels. If you're listening to this, we have different professional uh, desires and successes and challenges and failures. We have different sets of pains. And that being said, every one of us has so much to be grateful for. First and foremost, man, we've got eternal life with our Father in heaven to look forward to. This life is so short in comparison to what's next. It's just a blip compared to eternity. It's nothing. And so that's the real reward that's coming. And man, I'm looking forward to that. I know it's scary and how amazing. How amazing that the God of the universe loves every single one of us and wants to spend eternity with us and invites us to that over and over and over again. How amazing that Jesus came and died so that in all the ways I fall short, he can restore me. He can make me whole. And I want to also say, I'm just, I'm so grateful for all of you who listen to this podcast. This is a love offering. It's something that I enjoy doing. I've had a lot more fun with this. It's been more creative outlet than I imagined. I'm grateful to all of our amazing guests who've been on the podcast. We've had some incredible people on with us. I'm grateful for all the supportive messages I've received from people about the podcast and about the business in general. Man, within the last couple of months, so many times I've had an old friend from high school or growing up, junior high, send me a message and encourage me and say how much they love what we're doing and, and pray for me and support me in that. Oh, amazing. That lifts me up so much. Words of affirmation are my love language. I've had our clients sharing wonderful words of affirmation with me. I've had former friends from Cutco, my first sales job when I was 18 years old, reaching out and just throwing support and love and asking questions and and engaging in what we're doing. And I really believe that we can help people win more at work, at home, and in their faith. That we can help them grow as leaders and salespeople while also helping them grow in their marriages, grow in the way that they're parenting, grow in their relationships in general, and infuse their faith and and really integrate their faith into their relationships and their home life, into their business and their work life, that we can live as full people. And I think that this is so important and community is so important. And ultimately, there's no community with just me. So more than anything else, Everyone who's engaged in this community in one way or another, it could even be just liking our Facebook posts. This is a silly thing, but I'm going to say it. I am grateful for those of you who click like on our Facebook posts because the more people who click like, the sooner you click like, the more likely it is that Facebook will show the post to other people and continue to spread the message of what we're doing. And you have helped create community. You have supported us. You have supported and lifted me up in so many ways. I can literally say that hundreds of people since we started this business have encouraged me and lifted me up and empowered me to be a leader for this mission, to be a leader for this company. And I just couldn't do it without any of you. Man, I need it. This isn't always easy, being an entrepreneur. And yes, we've been blessed with some success in our first year. And it's not without challenge. It's not without the hard days and the hard weeks. And so it's in those moments that I feel even more grateful for you listening, like even just listening to this, 
It feels really supportive to me. And, you know, I know that so many of you have showed up for us in so many ways between prayer and support and encouragement, being a client of ours or working for our team or the number of other ways so many of you have shown up. And I just, I want to pour out my heart to you and let you know I'm thankful. My heart is more thankful, more full this Thanksgiving than I think it ever has been before. And I'm just looking forward to this next 12 months. I'm looking forward to this next year. I'm looking forward to the growth, the challenges, the rewards. I'm looking forward to being a dad of two and having a little boy at home. I'm looking forward to the next developments for Faith to Influence, the direction of this organization, the direction of the podcast, and receiving feedback from all of our clients to see more and and discover more of what they want this community to be about. So thank you all again for listening. Thank you for the way you've supported me. And I will say that when I share gratitude with my wife, it isn't this long. When we do it on dates night, we're probably spending five minutes each. But it's like this, where I'm just pouring out my heart and sharing what I'm thankful about regarding her and our relationship. And I'm sharing what I'm thankful about regarding my community over the last week. Some of those things I mentioned before that we might take for granted for, I'm sharing gratitude for. And just whatever comes to mind. And then from there, I'm inviting her to do the same. And she's sharing with me what she's thankful for. So we have an opportunity to praise each other and praise God and and just recognize all that we have. And sometimes the most important thing in feeling joy, feeling happiness, is simply recognizing what we have in our life to be joyful for, what we have in our life to feel happy about. And speaking that, putting our focus on that, Every one of us has good things happening in our lives. Every one of us has bad things or challenging things happening in our lives. That's the nature of this world. What dictates our level of happiness is which we focus on. Are we focusing on all the bad things in the world, all the bad things in our life, or are we focus on the good stuff? This Thanksgiving, I want to encourage you to focus on the good stuff. Thanks for listening. I love you all, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. F2I Nation, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We've got a special gift for you that you can find at f2igift.com. It's an audio recording of some of our most treasured content called The Rules of Engagement. It's eight rules that are going to help you show up more powerfully in your business, show up more powerfully for your family, show up more powerfully in your relationship with God, in your community, and really in everything that you do. We found that these eight rules really help people move the needle forward and become more of who God created them to be. We hope that you'll enjoy them. Again, there are gifts to you for free at f2igift.com. We'll see you next week.